This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Welcome on in to the happy hour on Gwen and Chris. 501 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Chris Ello is... About I don't know, eight miles away. Yeah, up at uh, on the Mon- on the Montezuma. I believe the game has started. I, I believe it has. Uh, Aztecs in action tonight, trying to get another victory after uh, really having a great season to this uh, to this point. Um, so Chris is is not here for the last hour. Uh, as I mentioned, happy hour, and it has been uh, a relatively happy show based on the news we got. Uh, earlier in the day about DeMar Hamlin, uh, according to the doctors, his family, the safety is beginning to awaken and has and he's shown substantial improvement in his recovery from going into cardiac arrest and collapsing on the field on Monday night's game. Uh, that's what the doctors at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center said today. Uh, Hamlin, who is 24 years of age, uh, is able to move his hands and feet. Uh, he's unable to speak, but was able to communicate in writing. Uh, Hamlin asked whether the Bills had won Monday's game against the Cincinnati Bengals. I love that. I love uh, that. The doctor answered, uh, wrote back, the answer is yes, Damar, you won. You won the game of life. Um, and, you know, some of the questions, the doctors did a, an actual press conference today where the two main doctors the, that are, are leading the way here, they were asking uh, they considered asking about the game uh, was assigned to those doctors that not only are the lights on, uh, but he's home and was and it was a gratifying sign. And so I didn't think about it like that. But yeah, yeah if that's one of the first things on the top of his mind when he woke up. The interesting thing is Josh Allen. We played sound for from him. Uh, and and one of the things he said that I thought was was just awesome before uh uh, DeMar Hamlin, you know, was able to communicate and was even awake. Uh, his dad had talked to Josh Allen and had told him, the first thing my son is going to ask is who won the game. <laughs> and sure enough, that is the first words that he wrote down. Uh, talking about a father knowing his son well. Seriously. <laughs> and his... that just tells you a lot about DeMar Hamlin is that he's a team guy. He wasn't even thinking about himself as he's sitting in a hospital bed. That's got to be incredibly scary, obviously, the whole thing, but then waking up not knowing what happened and all that. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was cleared up that he actually didn't need to be resuscitated a second time. It was only the one time on the field. They got his heart going again, and sounds like uh, that was um, 
that really has led to him having this opportunity that we're speaking of today. Dr. William Knight, the fourth, credited the quick medical response uh, with saving Hamlin's life. He said the physicians was uh, physician was by Hamlin's side within a minute of him collapsing and recognized that the defensive back did not have a pulse. Knight said Hamlin required CPR and a rex- resurrection uh, on the field. Uh, there is no definitive answer to what caused. That was one of the questions that they asked was, did they have evidence that um, that wasn't caused by something that he had previous? Oh, or yeah, if it was a heart condition. They, they haven't gotten to that point. One of the, I thought, was a disappointing question. Somebody asked, you know, what was the chances of being able to play football again? It just seemed like it was it was a little early for that. A little early. I, I, I understand kinda, the question. Yes. I understand the question, but, but it's not the place. He just literally woke up, woke up, and is just now moving his hands and, and feet. So, I really hope that's not a person trying to to ask a question for Twitter or something like that. Trying to is oh, anything I, not for Twitter anymore though? No, everything's for <laughs> everything's for what they say for the gram, but now it, it's for the twit. It's for the twit, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's that's interesting. Demar uh, Hamlin's. Father came in and talked to the entire team about it. And Basically, told him that Demar would want them to get ready for this game, this upcoming game. So, uh, Sean McDermott and, and Josh Allen, as I said, spoke earlier, and they basically said they're they're going to get themselves ready for what is 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 going to be an important game for them. I'm telling you, I have a I have a feeling that this is going to launch the Bills into another stratosphere, just because something like this really does bring you all together, because you all experience this together, and it can only make you stronger. It, as we said yesterday, it does feel like as DeMar Hamlin's health improves, the the likeliness that everything continues on, is it, it grows, I think. It, yeah. it didn't feel this way yesterday. It no. certainly didn't feel this way on Tuesday. No. But as we've gotten to the day, it does feel like we are... You know, it's as close to the business as usual. Sports stations, including ourselves, uh, are all starting to go away to go away from the coverage of how bad it was into the coverage of here comes week eighteen and who, what's the playoff matchups going to look like? Yeah, it's 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 um, it 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 goes it goes to what we talked about maybe a couple weeks before we went to break about what would it take for you to stop watching? Yeah. And it's really hard. I mean, I think we saw something that almost, almost, almost got you there. I told someone, and we talked about it on Tuesday. But when I heard Joe Buck say the CPR thing, I, I, I just uh, I don't, I can't even describe the, the chill. Feeling, yeah, yeah, it was just, it was just bad. It was like, oh man, because we did talk about it, and we did bring up, will it take someone passing away on the field for us to stop watching? And we almost had that, unfortunately. I'm ready to watch Week 18. Yeah, now. thankfully we didn't, and uh, it sounds like. Demar Hamlin is is at least trending in the right direction. Now, uh, on the flip side of that, on some bad news, uh, especially for Chris Beard, uh, Texas hoops coach, Texas, uh, University of Texas hoops coach, was fired today. He was uh, relieved of his duties after his domestic violence charge uh, that stemmed from about a month ago uh, with his wife. His wife uh, called the the police. Fiance, excuse me, fiance called the police. Uh, said he sh- that Chris Beard tried to strangle her and, and, and bit her. Um, that she would later recant and said that she never said that. Didn't sound like University of Texas believed it ultimately. And they no. uh, they did what they did what most schools. 
probably uh, would do and should do in this situation. I think a lot of uh, institutions and businesses are becoming very aware that Here's people are not going to stand the, for people that do something like that in high-ranking positions. The upside of hanging on and you know letting it play out versus and, and, and you turning out to be right versus the upside of getting rid of somebody and you turn out to be wrong, I think they'd rather err on the side of being wrong and letting you go than keeping you and it turning out to be right because it, those situations don't happen often. Yeah, and Chris mentioned earlier that in his contract they have a clause that says that if he's charged, not convicted, charged, charged with a felony, they can cut ties. And, and they there do. it is. And there it is. Now, as we mentioned earlier, he, I'm I, I'm almost 100% sure he will try to get some of that $7 million that he had had coming to him. That's uh, a lot of money. Because they, they have a right to, to let you go, but are they still on the hook for the monetary amount that's on that contract? I so, would. I mean, you, you, would think you know not. contracts more than I do, but I would think it that... Would be, it usually gets voided yeah, when you, when you do done. something like that. But, you know, you, get it, good, it, you got enough money, you can get a good enough lawyer, you can, you can get some of that back, I assume. You know, I'm not going to feel bad for Chris Beard because it, obviously something happened, but... It, it, his his downfall came at an instant, and he worked his way up from Texas Tech to Texas. And, and he, this was his second year. He had he had yeah. just got the. It was a big thing when he left Texas Tech after he took them to a Final Four yeah. and a final uh, to leave and then take the job at Texas. In year two, he, I mean, he doesn't even get to complete year two, and uh, which he shouldn't if he no, did what he, they he say he did. He shouldn't absolutely not if 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 what. Was given to the officers at the time, turns out to be true. He shouldn't have been allowed, yeah. and so, you know, that's a, that's a tough. I mean, I'm I'm sure the 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 um, recanting of the story uh, is linked to a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, that's a that's a substantial amount of cash that no longer is available to Beyonce uh, and the family and and Chris Beard himself. It's a, it's a whole it's a can tough, of worms. It's a tough, tough decision. That's it. Really is. This is why you know you gotta. You, when you get to this level, you really gotta be on top of your game and aware of everything you're doing, especially in today's age. I'm just happy that someone, an institution, took action rather than just kind of sweeping it under the rug. Because we've seen a lot of the sweeping under the rug over the years, and yeah. it's, it's turning. Like I said, yeah. There's, there's, there seems to be. Um, Kind of a, a change in uh, of how big businesses are operating when mm-hmm. it comes to these things. It, it is if you're a liability at this point in any way, shape, or form, most institutions aren't going to deal with it. That's why it makes what happened with Dana White in the UFC very, very, very interesting. Yeah. After Dana White, I don't know how that business structure works. I just know he's very high up on the totem pole. He's the president, so so I don't know exactly. How it all how it all shakes out. We'll get to Dana White here in a second. The other <laughs> the other thing is uh, Jim Harbaugh had been really rumored. He had might as well have been in the front yard of of the Panthers owners' uh, crib and, and almost the Colts. Colts, excuse me, yeah. no, no, but, no, the no, Panthers. He he's being linked to the. He had the, the Panthers. conversation with the Panthers yes, owners. He's also being reportedly. linked to the Colts as well. Right, and we know he played for the Colts. Uh, listen, I think Jim Harbaugh is in a pretty good situation here. He's not going to be fired for Michigan. He has done more for Michigan in his time there than many of the last few coaches that they've had. 
Um, he's been able to beat the Ohio State now in back-to-back years after not getting over the hump for the yeah. first few. And in huge games, too. Huge games. He's gotten him to the play- playoff two years in a row. Um, I think Jim is going to be fine. Like He could stay there and just wait this out. Because you get the feeling that teams are going to, as long as he's having success in Michigan, teams are going to keep coming for him because of what we mentioned yesterday. He's had success at the NFL level. He's gotten to a Super Bowl before. So it's not like they're getting a, a college coach that's never done this before. The the knock on Jim Harbaugh when he was with the 49ers and why everything went so bad at the end was that he he's, a, he he's an down, abrasive he, person. He wore down. And you know what? Maybe he's learned a little bit going Maybe. back to college. Here's the thing. You can take the success of Pete Carroll, right? I mean, he struggled his first time. And he... Uh, Jim Harbaugh did far better than Pete oh, yeah. Carroll did oh, yeah. the first time around. Yeah. But he's gone to college. He's had success there. And, you know, I think he's going to have, when it's all said and done, he's going to have his pick of, of where he wants to go. I I, I really I believe just that. selfishly never want him to coach in the NFL again. So his <laughs> only coaching is with the Niners. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are some good years. I miss him already. All right. Before we get to Dana White, uh, and it's really not about Dana White and his specific situation as it pertains to. Uh, his wife. It's really about this new league he's got coming. But I want to start with Scott Stallings because this story is hilarious. This yeah. is right up Scraby's alley. <laughs> I, right I love here. this story. Scott Stallings, uh, a golfer on the PGA. He won actually out here. Uh, uh, I can't remember which year. I mean, I think it was a 2020 year, but he won Tory. He won Tory. Um, had been searching his mailbox, I mean, every hour on the hour for like the last five days. This is going into yesterday. Uh, apparently, searching his mailbox for for his master's invitation. Yeah, I would be checking too. I, I would too. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. wasn't coming. wasn't coming. Uh, checked the mailbox yesterday. Didn't have anything in it, and he got a weird DM. Now I need to pull this up on my phone because, uh, or, or excuse me, on my screen because I I really need to go through how this kind of all went down. And when I say all went down, I mean this is a this is a story that. I think many people would have to to see in order to believe. And fortunately for us, uh, the two people involved put it out there in yeah. social media for us to see and believe. So the Scott Stallings, there's two Scott Stallings, basically, <laughs> that happen to have the same name, same wife wife's name. That's crazy. And Jennifer. Yeah. And live in the same vicinity. Yeah. Uh, so Scott Jennings of Georgia, Scott Stallings, excuse me, Scott Stallings of Georgia, who is I think around what sixty, the the older gentleman that got the oh I'm not sure his yeah, age. No, or he, he, like he's that. he's a little bit older. Okay, uh, sent the real Scott Stallings a DM. Yeah. Now, of course, right now I can't find the DM. I have it right. Well, go here. ahead. Why don't you read it? Uh, it says, "Hi, Scott. My name is Scott Stallings as well, and I'm from Georgia. My wife's name is Jennifer too." Her IG, oh, I don't need to read that. <laughs> we have a condo at, which is nearby, and I received a FedEx today from the Masters inviting me to play in the Masters tournament April 6th through 9th, 2023. I'm 100% sure this is not for me. <laughs> I play, but wow, nowhere near your level. It's a very nice package, complete with everything needed to attend. I think we have some confusion because of our names, our wives' names, and geographical, geographical location. He also says I can be reached at, and I am more than happy to send this package to you. And then he sent two pictures of the opened <laughs> invitation, and he said, I'm really not kidding, I promise. <laughs> and that's where the real Scott Stallings 
put in his caption, he's I've been searching my mailbox for the last five days looking for this thing. Yeah. And then I got this DM. So I, I thought it was funny. I also thought I think it's hilarious that Scott Stallings has been to the Masters before. Yes. They yes. had to have sent him an invitation prior to this. Unless he moved or something like that. Like and maybe that's a good possibility. I mean, he didn't say it. Like they just sent it to the <laughs> someone Googled Scott Stallings and just, just sent the it to invitation. the first search address they found. It's crazy. That's hilarious. All right. Uh, lastly, uh, Dana White his um, his slap league, ultimate slap league. What's it called? The uh, uh, it's called the power slap power slap league. power slap league. Yeah, has been delayed. I, I'm sure you can imagine why. They've pushed it back. Uh, it will air on TBS. I don't know if you guys have seen these clips on IG or Twitter. It's basically two guys or gals. I've seen gals in some instances standing face-to-face and being able to to slap you as hard as they can with no defense. You just got to wear it. It's crazy. It is, it's beyond crazy. Yeah. So in case there's some fans of that out there, you have to wait another week in order to, to see it on TV. All right. Let's get to break. When we come back, more Gwen and Chris on the way. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 521 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Chris Zello. Down at Viejas as the Lady Aztecs get ready for are in the middle of their their hoop game. They're up twenty to seventeen after the first quarter. Twenty to seventeen, trying to set up a, a big matchup this weekend against UNLV. Would be they win tonight, it'll be number one versus number two in the conference. So we're hoping uh, the Aztecs can get the job done. But we got bigger business to deal with here. Joining us on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline, Ian Eagle joins us, and uh, this is one of the better better gentlemen, I think. In our business, Ian, how are you doing today? Hey guys, good to talk to you. Good, good to, to talk have to you. you. Good to have you. Uh, let's let's start with the obvious. Uh, Demar Hamlin has uh, made some significant improvements since Monday night when when he went down. I just want to get your thoughts on really what went down and 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 what were your thoughts as you saw it go down. Well, uh, on a personal level, I was calling a net game as Monday night football was unfolding and, mm. and my phone 
started blowing up, people reaching out, and I'm trying to ascertain exactly what was going on. Then during a timeout, I uh, had a chat with my stage manager who had seen the play and had a better sense of what took place. So as you can imagine, it's it's a very odd feeling when you know that something very serious has taken place and your mind is somewhere else. Yeah. So you're doing the Nets and the San Antonio Spurs. It was the fourth quarter at that point in a in a blowout game. So got in the car afterwards, uh, tried to gather as much information as possible, got home, and then locked in with Scott Van Pelt and, and Ryan Clark, who obviously did excellent work and yeah. putting it into context and, and the right tone. It's very sobering, uh, more than anything else, uh, because having done play-by-play in the NFL for 26 years, there is a part of your brain that you have to suspend during those three-plus hours because you know that something very serious can happen on the field. But usually it has to do with an ACL, an Achilles. Uh, if if you get into that that other level where it's spinal cord related, and I've had some of those games, it's touch and go. And uh, the information is very scarce. This was something entirely different, uh, what took place with DeMar Hamlin. So everybody uh, was very much respectful of waiting and hoping that the information would would get out eventually, that this was going in the right direction. And thankfully, the last 48 hours, that's where we are. But it's been a highly sensitive time, I think, for the league and for people that uh, – are fans of the NFL, work within the NFL, it it's a dose of reality, a serious dose of reality. Yeah, it's it's a lot of times, as you say, I think we're conditioned for injuries. I don't think any of us, including the players, were conditioned to see somebody revived no. on the field. It, it just it just felt different. Let's switch gears a little bit, Ian, and talk about those Brooklyn Nets. All of a sudden, uh, that team is looking like the team that many thought they should be Last year, uh, they're playing some good basketball, although they lose to the Bulls last night. Um, what has gone right for this Nets ball club? Attitude, effort, chemistry, togetherness, execution, mm. you name it. Check all the boxes for a team that can win 12 in a row in the NBA, which is not easy to do. You know, there are back-to-backs. There's uh, going into certain cities where you might enjoy the nightlife and then you're playing the next day. I've seen it. I've seen uh, many, many years of this with NBA teams. And to win 12 in a row is quite an accomplishment. The The team record is 14 in a row. They did that twice, 04, 06. And this team found a little something. Jock Vaughn has done tremendous work yeah. as the head coach, taking over for Steve Nash. There is uh, more of a sense of the guys buying in. And it's translating on the court. They're they're enjoying themselves. They're playing with joy. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are two supreme talents for whatever reason. And a lot of it was injury-based in, in previous years and availability. Yeah. Kyrie, obviously, uh, was, uh, was resolute in his decision not to get the vaccine. And, and that cost him a large portion of last season. 
but to see them out there healthy, performing at a high level, and actually engaged. No one ever questions Kevin Durant and his engagement level. He's a baller, true baller. I think with Kyrie, there have been moments where you thought maybe his mind is elsewhere. He has been supremely focused and concentrated on being the best player that he can be and help this team in any way possible. Talking to Ian Eagle here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline and staying with the Nets and Kyrie Irving. I, I mean, we've talked about it out here, uh, some of the things that have gone on, but you're close to Kyrie. You've talked to Kyrie, I'm sure. Uh, what kind of guy is Kyrie that you could tell us out here on the West Coast? In my experiences, it's been very positive. He grew up a Nets fan, so you know there's that connection that he was watching the games as a kid, literally. I've been doing the games for 29 years, and that's how long Kyrie's been on this earth. So you start doing the math in your head, and you're like, oh, man, like he really was into the net. As a seven-year-old, eight-year-old, nine-year-old. I'm like, man, I'm really old. That's what uh, actually comes into, comes into your thought process. So a lot of our conversations in the past had to do more with uh, previous Nets teams and his passion for the organization. It was real deal. This was not, he was a Knicks fan, but living in New Jersey. No, he grew up a Nets fan, true blue. And then uh, since signing with the team, uh, I would say our, our conversations have been brief. There's just less time for that. We went through the pandemic, so no travel. And when there was finally travel, separate buses, separate areas on the plane, but all of my dealings with him have been very pleasant, very positive. He is extremely bright. If you sit down and talk with him, you would walk away impressed with his intelligence level and his ability to convey what he's feeling. I would say he can be mercurial and uh, certainly goes places that are not necessarily the norm, and, and that's where... Uh, these conversations that we know have spun off in a different direction yeah. have caused him some some controversy and some trouble. And you uh, next year will be taking over March Madness for for Jim Nance, and you know I, I enjoy listening to you call hoop games. How excited are you to 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 be stepping into this role, um, and how different will it be for you? Oh, I'm I'm beyond excited. You know, I think I I just want to make it clear I'm I'm succeeding Jim I'm I'm not necessarily replacing him right. uh, I think Jim has had an incredible run it will be unmatched you're talking about 30 years of calling one of the premier events in sports so he's been the soundtrack for the final four forever uh, for me not a lot changes other than the extra weekend and, of course, the stage is a little bigger, but I'm not going to change the way I call the game. I'm right. not going to change the way I prepare. Uh, if anything, in a bizarre way, it, it's actually easier. When you get to the Final Four, it's usually teams that are known entities. So in terms of your preparation and familiarity, it, it's actually higher than it is when you walk in for the first round of the NCAA tournament when you're doing a 15 seed or a 16 seed and you're really cramming because you get the assignment on Sunday, and then you're off and running. Usually by Tuesday morning, you're flying out to the city, and, and you're trying to, to get yourself up to speed. So the passion will be there. Uh, the excitement level will, will always be there. 
And really more than anything else, guys, for me, it's, it's the responsibility. Yeah. I take that very seriously and the fact that uh, the folks at CBS and Turner trust me with this event moving forward, it means a lot. And uh, for a, a kid that grew up when the Big East was really hitting and eventually going to Syracuse based on the games that I would watch on CBS when Pearl Washington was on the court, mm -hmm. that played a large role in my decision of where I wanted to go to college. So th there is a, a little bit of of that uh, storyline coming all the way back around for for a kid that vividly remembers where he was for the 1979 national championship my first true memory of of college hoops in that form and it still resonates with me today so it's it's really exciting uh for for me and and i think uh for the sport of college basketball i can tell you definitively Everything I've got, I will pour into making sure that I do right by the participants, the coaches, and any of the teams involved. We have no doubt. One of the best in the business, Ian Eagle, joining us here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. Last one, Ian, before I let you get out, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Noah and his progression. I mean, I think I heard him, <laughs> I think I heard him on the Nickelodeon uh, broadcast the yeah. other day. I, I, I'm sure yeah. you, you. I asked you last time. I know you're a proud pop, but uh, he continues to get better and better at it. Oh man, yeah, it's it's been just so cool to watch and listen, and obviously our conversations now are even uh, more unique yeah, yeah. compared to just father and son. It's uh, colleague and colleague comparing notes, and uh, when he's done certain NBA teams that I have coming up, I can lean on him for bits of knowledge, vice versa. We can talk shop, but it doesn't really define our relationship. Right. I, I think, Tony, you, you would have a, a clear understanding of this. It's part of it, but it's not the main part. The main part is still father-son, but it just gives us this other level of connectivity that uh, is, is rare, where you can really speak the same language and, and understand one another. So it's it's been really wild for me to <laughs> to live a little bit vicariously through him because it's all new to him going to cities, going to arenas, right, and then right. hearing his take on it. Uh, it's it's been it's been quite a blast for for my family as well. My my wife to see her have to go through it again. <laughs> so she's watching my game on a on a random Tuesday night from seven thirty to ten o'clock and then switch over to the radio to listen to Noah's game. I mean that's a lot of basketball for one person. That's you know, that's five hours of hoops overall. So it's I think, if anything, it's probably more taxing on her. Yeah, God bless your wife. I know she's watching a ton of basketball right now. That's, Big time. <laughs> that's awesome. I, we've taken enough of your time, as always. So enjoy having a conversation with you. Hopefully we can do it again soon. Oh, guys, anytime. Always great to talk to you. Uh, I think Noah had a had a San Diego game. He had a college hoops game recently on, on FS1. So I, I can't remember if it was San Diego State or – it University probably, was, probably was San Diego Yeah, State. probably, because yeah. they've been on FS1 a couple times in the last month or so. Uh, yeah, I think it was uh, maybe two weeks ago. So he uh, he got a little taste of it, and uh, hopefully more to come. Absolutely. Ian, thank you again for your time. All right, guys, anytime. That was Ian Eagle on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. Let's step away, take a break. When we come back, Mark Ziegler.
joined us early. You'll get a chance to hear, hear it here on Gwen and Chris. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Five forty-two on the clock, winding down to the end of the show. Mark Ziegler joined us earlier of the San Diego Union Tribune. We really covered the Aztecs hoop team, as well as this bizarre situation going on with the U.S. Uh, national team on the men's side of things. Uh, before we get to that, though, here's some traffic. Traffic is sponsored by the San Diego County Sheriff's Department. Got a few problems wrapping up our afternoon, early evening drive. Collision on southbound side of the 5 on the Imperial off-ramp. partially in lanes. Also traveling on eastbound 8 at Jackson Drive. There is a stalled vehicle that is over to the right shoulder. And still clearing an accident westbound King Freeway just before college. So with the right shoulder. The San Diego County Sheriff's Department is working hard to keep San Diego safe and is now hiring. The Sheriff's Department offers rewarding careers with growth and has an opportunity for anyone with integrity that wants to make a difference. Go to joinsdsheriff.net to learn more. That's joinsdsheriff.net. I'm Kelly Danik with Glenn and Chris, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. One of our friends of the show, Mark Ziegler, San Diego Union Tribune, joins us. Mark, how are you? What's up, guys? Happy New Year, Have too. you watched the uh, Tag League on television yet, Mark? Uh, unfortunately, no, but I did see... Um, Spike ball league going yeah, on. Yeah, that's that's spike ball. Yeah, it's like a it's like a ball four people like what is a tramp- volleyball with spikes. No, in it? no, it's <laughs> it's like a trampoline that they like slam the ball off of, and it like you got to play it. Yep. It's kind of fun actually. I don't know the rules of it, but it looks looks kind of fun. Okay, are you good at that too, T? Or would you have been good at that? No, nah, no, nah, I wouldn't have been good. I might have been all right at it actually. Maybe take a swing at a baseball or at a ball. I think I'd be all right. Nothing like tag, though. No, tag would have been my sport. Mark, let me ask you about this Aztec club. Uh, you know they've, they're playing. They're playing. They're getting wins. They're racking up wins. Two and zero in league to start. Where do you see? Where do you think this team is at currently as we as we sit here getting ready for the weekend? I think they're trending up. I think you know you could have made an argument that they were sort of uh, trending down a little bit uh, in December. They had some. You know, some games they won, but obviously like the Irvine game, the Troy game, they didn't play great. The the UCSD game, they didn't play great offensively. Um, but I think now they've got to kind of, you know, had some time to rest, some time to, you know, as, as Coach Dutcher says, to evaluate themselves instead of always worrying about an opponent. And they've switched some things up. They've got the ball in Matt Bradley's hands a little bit more and Darian Trammell's hands a little bit more. The defense is rolling. And, and so I think they're – there's there's sort of uh, on the way up, but in this league, at any moment, as we know, things could go sour. So take that with a grain of salt, I guess. It's been a strange uh, season, certainly, and now eleven and three. I mean, this is nothing to complain about. But you're right when you talk about this conference, uh, Fresno State, 
knocked off New Mexico the other night. We've seen Wyoming get off to a slow start, but the Aztecs are going in there on Saturday. And as always, a challenge playing at altitude. Um, first of all, did the New Mexico loss hurt the Aztecs at all? Does it hurt the league that it, you know, your undefeated representative went down like that? Well, I guess in, in, in the sense that if you wanted to have, you know, two or three NCAA tournament teams, then you want to have a couple teams kind of separate themselves, and they had kind of separated themselves. But it didn't surprise me at all in the sense that I, the way I've looked at this league all along is I felt like San Diego State a little bit above the pack, slightly. Air Force a little bit below the pack, slightly. And those nine teams in between are all the same. They're all good, but not great. Good enough to beat you on their court. But not great enough to to go, you know, you know, fifteen and three in this league, and so I think you're going to see a real competitive league in that regard. And the question for the Aztecs is, uh, can they sort of stay above the fray or not? And this will be a really good test on Saturday. Mark Mark Ziegler joins us here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. And, and Mark, you mentioned Matt Bradley, the the Aztecs putting the ball in his hands a little bit more. Is it just as simple as that? As as we starting to see him pick it up, obviously the, the Mountain West Conference Player of the Week. Um, is it just as simple as just putting the ball in his hands a little bit more? Well, Coach Jusher kind of hinted at that after the, uh, the UCSD game. They had a, just a dreadful offensive performance. I think statistically maybe their worst of the season. And, and he said, look, we were up 26 in that game. It's, it's equal opportunity. Everyone's going to see it. Everyone's going to be able to do whatever they want. He goes, but if it's a closer game, I'm going to decide who's getting the ball. And, and there are going to be some changes and he made some changes and, you know, and, it, but I also think it was, you know, on Matt's side, he had to decide he wanted to take those shots and he admitted, you know, in the air force game, he took some shots he hadn't taken all season and, and that, that bred confidence. And I think, you know, it was a little bit of a two way street. He had to agree to, you know, look, I gotta, I gotta take over here. And, but the coaches had to sort of convince him of that too, and, and then get him the ball. And so I think he's in a really good place right now. Uh, and I think Darren Trammell, you know, he had that, that hamstring injury that he played through. A lot of guys might not have played through that, but it really slowed him down. It really hurt him defensively against um, St. Mary's. Offensively, there were a few games where he didn't shoot it very well. Um, but he's way more aggressive now. He's healed, uh, and he's starting to show what he can do. So I think they've got two guys going. I still think you need a third, and I don't know who that third is right now because no one else has really stepped up. But that's sort of the next step in, in their offensive progression. I look at the new uh, UNLV game, and I didn't get a chance to watch it because we had a, a women's game at uh, pretty much the same time in Utah. But I, I see the box score, and I see 20 turnovers. I get a little concerned by that, Mark. Uh, the Aztecs turning it over that often, still winning by nine, mostly because they out-rebounded them and outshot them. I also look at Jaden Ledee continuing to kind of put up a very, well, a goose egg in the in the points department. Uh, you talked about a third guy. He seemed like he was going to be maybe that guy off the bench early in the season. Where is What has happened with him, and is, is, is he fighting confidence right now? Yeah, a little bit. Well, confidence in games only. I watch him practice every day, and I'm telling you, if you saw him in practice, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, this guy is so good. He does some things that are just – really special next level type things. And, and he poses himself and he gets in the game. And I just think, you know, I, I think their hope is the guy didn't play in, in 20 months and he's still trying to find his way. And he's, you know, he's not getting starters minutes. Uh, he's not starting at least, and he's getting minutes, but you know, they're kind of sporadic sometimes or situational sometimes. And so I think, you know, that 
they're just sort of a waiting game to see that what they see in practice every day clicking games. Maybe it never does. Maybe this is the, the issue with him, or maybe it does. That we've seen it early in the season. It did certainly, uh, and he can. I think you're right. He could. He's the most logical person to become that next guy because they need to get some kind of interior uh, scoring presence, and they don't have that right now, and they're getting by without it. But if they can get that, um, you know, I thought I listened back to the game or watched back the game. Um, against UNLV, and Steve Lapis said something really good. You know, they were on pace early in the first half. They had 44 in the first half, and, and they were, you know, on pace to score in the 80s. And he said, look, if San Diego State is scoring in the 80s, you have no chance because he goes, not in a million years is this team giving up 80 points. And so that's kind of the whole mindset. If they can get just into the 70s in most games, mid-70s, they're going to win yeah. because teams are going to struggle to get much past 65. Darian Trammell is is the other guy offensively who has has started to get really really he's been as probably as consistent as anybody all season long. You mentioned both him, both him and Bradley getting the ball a little bit more. Is this what they expected from Trammell when when they knew he was going to be a part of the program? Oh, hundred percent. And you know he statistically last year at Seattle, I mean playing in the whack and and kind of out of the public eye, but. He was one of the best players in the country scoring off ball screens and one of the most effective players nationally, even at 5'10". And that's one thing that they've struggled to kind of implement and get him going is putting him in ball screens. And so they did that against UNLV. They, yeah. they added a little tweak to their ball screen offense. They got him the ball. They rubbed him off Mensa. They lifted Bradley. So now the defense, he's got one eye on him and then one eye on Bradley. Oh, he's lifting. Where is he going? we got to worry about him. And all of a sudden that just unlocked things that, that they – hadn't seen before uh and that's something that was to me was really the most promising thing because he's really really good coming up ball screens you need a basket late that's the that's the go-to guy Aztecs men's basketball at wyoming on saturday didn't play this week and uh, next week they'll get the two home games including new mexico coming here mark ziegler is with us i know tony wants to ask about this crazy soccer situation but my last thing on the aztecs the one three one defense that they put up against air force and as I told you, I didn't get a chance to see Saturday. Did they play it again against UNLV? And if so, are we going to see more of it? Because that just seems so out of character for San Diego State, which has built you know itself on this incredible man-to-man defense. Yeah, you know, what's interesting is they played it against Air Force, and I don't even think they needed it against Air Force, but Air Force kind of uh, got a little run going, and they felt like, well, we need to break the rhythm. But they were, they were mainly doing it for UNLV because they knew they, that UNLV struggled against the 1-3-1, and they wanted to get live game film on it to, to teach off of. So they, they committed to playing it against Air Force. Then they get to the UNLV game, and their man-to-man defense was so good. And the scout... Uh, by J.D. Luster. Um, he had the scout that was just so dead on and, and the defense was dead on that that they didn't need it and they didn't play it. Now, will we see it again against New Mexico, I mean, uh, Wyoming? Yeah, maybe we will. I don't know. I mean, they have it. They practice it. But I, I think it's going to be a almost a possession-by-possession possession decision. And they feel like they need to, to sort of change the rhythm of the game because it's a high-energy 1-3-1. It's not – yeah. Your typical zone where you just sit back there, put your hands up. It's really high energy, higher energy than their man-to-man hit. Uh, and do you play it out to? I don't know. And But I think we will see it more often just in very, very um, situational um, type, type uh, plays or, or moments in the game. All right. Mark, I've been dying to ask you about this because <laughs> it, this is best. so bizarre to me. Greg Berhalter... Um, and it's it, Gio Reyna's parents uh, 
Danielle and uh, what's the father's name again? Claudio. Claudio. Yeah. Um, they are engulfed along with U.S. Soccer Federation um, in a TMZ-like story that um, I. It's hard to imagine this getting to a national place, but that's that's where we are. Just what are your thoughts on this? And have you ever seen anything like this? Well, yeah, I have seen stuff like this because it's happened in U.S. soccer before. Not this exact episode, but they've had crazy stuff happen. It's it's a real kind of mom and pop organization, and you got all the family and brothers working in there, and everyone knows everybody else. And it's just too, uh, you know, in this day and age when you've got to be more professional and you've got to have leaders who aren't compromised in any way, shape, or form, they don't have that. Everyone knows somebody or has got a friend is doing someone a favor and and, and this is the type of thing that happens. And, and, you know, people assume that, that you know, they, they have the fact that that Claudio's uh, wife and Gio's mom could call the director, right. the, the national team director, and tell him all this stuff about Burhalter's wife. The fact that she could get him on the phone because they're friends. Right. They go back for years. Ernie Stewart, who is the, the head of the national team programs, was a teammate of Burhalter and and Reina's on in the world cup and so a couple world cups i think and so he um you know he knows everybody and everyone knows everybody and that that's to me the biggest problem and the other problem is and i mentioned this in my column today is this culture this youth soccer culture that we have where it's pay to play so mm-hmm. you write a check and your kid goes out and plays and then your kid doesn't play or doesn't get the playing time or doesn't play in the position you think that he or she should play in and you go, well, I just wrote a check. That gives me power to go call the coach. And this is just that same mentality, but on a national World Cup level, and the rest of the world just laughing at us. Uh, you know, what's funny is I expect that now. I mean, it's sad to say, but I expect that at, like, the youth, yeah. the youth levels. But I thought once we got into college, like, we weren't dealing with this anymore. But this is this is this is crazy to me. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, that's kind of the you know the, the, the thought process is that once your kid goes off to college, don't be calling the college coach. <laughs> right. But I think it happens now because the, the, the you know the, the parents thinking, well, you know, I called the under 18 coach and my kid's just 19 now. Why not? You know, and it's just the mentality we have in the United States. And again, you can blame the Burhalters, you can blame the Reinas, you know, but I think it's a larger issue that we're issue. seeing here. This is not a one-off incident this is just something that that speaks to our culture in this country and that's something that you know we probably should address and we probably sadly will not yeah no it it, it once it trickles up to the national level it, it might be kind of difficult to to really reset this without a whole bunch of new pieces mark as always appreciate you coming on thanks to mark ziegler we'll do this again tomorrow have a good night This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 